Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher, joined by the whale capper, Drew Dinsick. Today, we're going to look at some of the three and three teams in the NFL who we are buying and fading, selling. We're going to talk about suddenly high leverage match in the AFC between the Broncos and the Jets, and then jump into tonight's NBA slate, our favorite bets on the board. Firstly, Drew, how are you? How's the how's the first night of NBA? It was fun. Uh, picked up right where we left off. The Warriors are un, unbeatable, and uh, the the Celtics rating continues to be uh, you know low relative to market. Um, Jason Tatum has made the leap to potential MVP status. Joel Embiid still being forced into you know forced into the offense to a degree in Doc Rivers' system, which is a little clunky. Um, but that said, I think, uh, and Lakers, by the way, still a lottery team. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, nothing really changed other than I think you got to keep an eye on how the uh, refs call the uh, the three-point fouls. Uh, that was an obvious reversion uh, to sort of the 2021 way of the game being refereed as opposed to what we saw for most of last season. Uh, so that's worth keeping an eye on. Otherwise, it was uh, pretty, pretty cool. It was, yeah. I thought... I guess from the box score, the biggest thing was James Harden and his stat line. I don't think he looked as good as his stat line. It was a lot of step back threes, you know, as he always does. But still, he didn't see the same explosion of peak James Harden or anything. But he did look better than he did in, say, the Miami series. So I think there is some upside there. And look, it's night one. Uh, I remember the first game that Kevin Durant played with the Warriors on maybe the greatest team of all time. I think they lost at home to San Antonio by third. <laughs> Um, so don't get too carried away with night one. All right, let's jump into some NFL. Uh, we're going to talk about three and three teams. There's 10 of them at the moment and who we're backing and fading, I guess, long-term prognosis for these teams. So who are you backing and fading of the three and three crew? Ooh, this is a, there is a lot to choose from because the entire middle class of the NFL right now is a lot of is anyone good? Uh, and I think you can make a case of these teams, at least, that the Bengals still have the most room to reach their ceiling. We have not seen their best football so far. So of the three and three teams, the ones that really stick out to me that I will still go to war with these guys, I still will lay the points with them, is the Cincinnati Bengals. And that is a lot in part on the fact that they've managed to avoid the major injury bugs. The defense has been the key 
so far, which is a little bit of a surprise. People thought this was just going to be this unstoppable offensive unit, but the offense has been a little rusty, a little clunky. Um, but the defense has shown not just an ability to play well over the balance of a game, but specifically to really adjust well at halftime. And I give Anaruma a ton of credit there. Uh, they have a really good personnel, and they're making brilliant adjustments in game. And I think, uh, you know, of the three and three teams that I would look to fade, I think the three and three record for the Falcons and just in general, the fact that they're undefeated against the spread is pretty pretty unbelievable um but uh yeah i guess they were due uh all that said i think uh six six and a half was a um uh, a little bit of a, a shy line that should be on the other side of seven by my numbers and i'm expecting that uh, a lot of this matchup boils down to cincinnati's offensive line which has been somewhat precarious at times facing an atlanta unit that can't generate a ton of pressure and an atlanta secondary dealing with a cluster injury yeah, well, it's you've turned on the Falcons. What a heel turn! The one <laughs> game against the spread feels uh, feels un-American and un-Australian to turn on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this magnificent team that is uh, painful to watch. But yeah, I, I don't think that the Falcons will be in uh, the playoff mix as they are now, uh, eight weeks from now. And I would still make it favorite in the market that we do see Desmond Ritter at some Ooh. point in the back end of the season. I just don't think. If it's week 16 and the Falcons are out of the playoff mix, why are they going to be still playing Marcus Mariota? At that point, surely you give Ritter. And also, is Marcus Mariota, is he favorite to get through the season healthy? Uh, so that would That's the other component of that. So I do think do we'll you, see Ritter at some point. Let me ask you about the Art Smith situation because he is kind of getting a little bit of coach of the year buzz, even though it's, he's got a long way to go. Um, <laughs> is this offense sustainable or is, does it look like solvable i think it is solvable i do think it is real that they are very efficient running the ball with with just the, the run blocking scheme that they have he deserves credit for that i just don't think like they've been in mostly positive game scripts outside of the rams game which got out of hand and surprisingly they were able to turn that around but um there was some special teams and defense in that so Look, I think it's eventually they're going to be put in game scripts probably this weekend where they have to throw the ball and then I think it will get ugly. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts and Drake London should give you a ceiling on offense and pass in the passing game, but there doesn't seem to be that much faith in Mariota. And then as far as coach of the year goes, to me, that's a four-horse race. At the moment, I think Sirianni should be the favorite, the clear favorite, and then the two New York guys, Dable and Salah, I don't understand why Robert Salah is still 25 to 1 in the market. I think he should be less than half of that price. The Jets are 4 and 2 uh, in, in serious <laughs> playoff conversations. And then I think the dark horse is Sean McDermott, just because I think it's in play. It's in play that Buffalo could go 16 and 1, uh, at which point uh, you probably win coach of the year. No real margin for error with McDermott, but uh, I do think that he is live. Uh, and maybe another guy uh, who is live in that discussion is the coach of the team that I am backing long term of uh, the three and three crew, uh, and that's the New England Patriots. Belichick still sitting around fifty to one coach of the year, which you know, it's not a massive bet, but I think there's probably a little bit of value meat on the bone there. Uh, I'm just buying into the Patriots. I think that their defense, which uh, that was almost a concern coming into the season, the fact that they didn't have cornerbacks. But, well, Jack Jones, who no one knows who he is, but he's been one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and he's a rookie. Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, that gives them depth there, uh, you know, better than depth. And the defense has been really solid 
Offensively, uh, it's not always super pretty, but they have a great offensive line. They have Ramondre Stevenson, who I think is one of the best running backs in the league. And I'm still buying that Mac Jones is around the 15th best quarterback in the NFL when he comes back. And then Bailey Zappi has shown that uh, if Mac Jones, if he has to miss a game or two down the line, uh, that they're not drawing dead at all. So right now the Patriots are plus 160 to make the playoffs. That would be a small bet for me. Uh, I think it should be a little bit closer to even money. Uh, they have a favorable schedule upcoming as well. It goes, they're eight-point favorites against the Bears. Uh, then they're at the Jets, Colts, Jets, Vikings. So that's pretty kind uh, as they head into the second half of the season. And then the team I'm fading, which hurts me, another heel turn. I'm fading the Rams <laughs> house. To me, the Rams house is burnt down to the ground. Wasn't impressed with them against Carolina. And look... I think that they will still be very much in the mix for a playoff spot. I think the defense <laughs> is is a borderline top 10 unit uh, with Donald and Ramsey both playing very well. Ramsey's turned it around, but I just think the offensive line is not viable uh, at yeah. this point, and I don't think that's getting any better. No bloom goes down after they lose Whitworth. There's still no vertical element to the offense. Maybe Van Jefferson or, or Odell Beckham will help fix that, but... I'm fading this team in the sense that I don't really think they have a Super Bowl ceiling anymore just because of that offensive line. And there's just a not enough there uh, around them to really vault them into into the areas where obviously they got to last year. But are you with me on the Pats and the Rams? Yeah, Rams house, dog house, and uh, Pats absolutely look like. Because, again, it doesn't take much to be con- you know kind of considered a good team in today's NFL. You just literally need a good coach. And what do the Patriots have? The best coach of all time on the sidelines. So, like, the fact that he continues to coach these guys up should not surprise anyone. Uh, the fact that they continue to perform over their expectation shouldn't in the middle of the season shouldn't surprise anyone. And they have been the beneficiaries of some injury luck as well because Zappi might be better than Mac Jones, or at least he was performing better within this structure. Can't get there, Can't get he, there yet, but he's I'm not saying right. he's better, but within what they're asking the, the player to do, he yeah. is performing at a higher level than what we saw from Mac Jones. And so, you know, I think that, you know, it's going to be an interesting situation because there was confidence questions with Mac Jones in that locker room with a lot of those veterans at the end of last season with the, what the coaching staff and the decisions that they made in the off season to not really provide him with a ton of support, uh, particularly in the offensive, uh, you know, coordinator department. Um, it was, it was weird. And now if Zappi continues to play well and Jones, if they reinsert him and he underperforms, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you kind of uh, manage navigate those waters. So that's the only issue I would see, but that said, I think you made a very strong case. Let's get some Patriots playoff. Yes, Rams playoff. No. Yes, I do think just quickly before we jump to the Jets Broncos blockbuster, uh, <laughs> I do think that the Zappy Jones thing, like that, that's a good problem if you're backing plus one sixty because it shows that like they're going to make the right decision between those two quarterbacks. That's generally how it works. And if Jones does go down, you have insurance, and that, that ticket is is not dead, particularly with the schedule upcoming. All right, Drew, download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel with the wells fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need that means you earn two percent cash rewards on what you want like season tickets to watch your favorite team and two percent cash rewards on what you need like paying for parking that's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER. Net. Gambling problem? Call 8778 Hope New York or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine in New York. Okay, let's talk Jets Broncos, which the light is now down to Broncos minus one and a half. I mean, what was the preseason look ahead on this? It must have been around a touchdown. Uh, it's not anymore. The total is 39 and a half. Russell Wilson is obviously in ex- extreme doubt for this game. The market is I mean, this line would, this line anticipates that he's probably going to miss. Uh, so, first of all, like, how does the line change for you if Wilson is in or out? 
I mean, if we get uh, the the market is assuming there is an a sixty to eighty percent chance that Wilson does not play. That's my read on what this number says. So if that eighty, you know, if that seventy, we'll say seventy five. That seventy five goes to one hundred. This probably flips to either a pick'em or maybe Jets small favorite. Um, you know, anything in this dead zone of between two and a half and two and a half, I would say, uh, you know, you're you're not really talking about meaningful win probability to where people are going to be concerned one way or the other that the quarterback is going to make your decision here. What you know, in terms of what side you're going to back. I think your decision here about which side to back has to come down to how will this Jets offense perform against the Denver defense, which looks elite. The Denver I, defense is relatively healthy. I think I it's mean, the best in the league. It might right be. Now. Yeah, it might be. And so if you're going to war with the Jets, you know, yeah, you can tell yourself you're fading Russell Wilson, you're fading Nathaniel Hackett, you're fading the Denver offense, I suppose. Um, but you're going to need points to cover to win. I mean, you, you're going to at least need 17, and I'm not sure the Jets are getting that against this Denver defense because the Denver defense, I mean, they've, they've played a tough schedule, uh, and they've played some good quarterbacks, and they have done exceptionally well, and I think they could utterly smother the Zach Wilson and uh, Mike LaFleur show. Uh, it's not, it's not, it has not been impressive. It has, it has not been reflective of the wins that they've gotten. Most of the Jets' success has been special teams and defense. Um, and so, and Brees Hall, of course, your offensive rookie of the year. Um, but I, I think, you know, the Denver, you know, Denver shutting down the run game and really forcing Wilson to beat them is the, is the path to expect here. And in that world, uh, give me Denver. Yeah, I don't mind that. I took some Jets plus two and a half yesterday just because I'm pretty confident I'm going to get closing line value there. At least I think that it's more likely to move towards pick than it is to push out to three and a half with what you said around, you know, Wilson being 75% not likely to play or being severely hindered. But yeah, I didn't feel great about it, um, but I just thought that the bet had to be made because the line will move uh, and it has to one and a half. Uh, but yeah, I agree that this is looking probably like a Zach Wilson game. He's been better than he was last year. He still hasn't been great. Uh, and we haven't really had to see him go full Zach Wilson yet uh, with a game script turning on him. But I mean, the Jets are all of a sudden, you know, a pretty compelling team from a gambling perspective with all these futures markets. Uh, and, you know, I don't, I don't have an allegiance to one NFL team. I grew up in Australia. I don't care really uh, emotionally. <laughs> so every year my team is who I bet on, who I'm most invested in. And this year, uh, the Jets are certainly uh, in that mix with, you know, guys like Robert Saller and Source Gardner and Resol and all the people that we're talking about in these futures markets, uh, which is suddenly compelling. The other New York team is compelling too from that perspective. But yeah, I think, you, you know, you nailed it. The issue is, is that the best unit in this team is clearly the Denver defense and nothing else is close. At the same time, this Jets defense, which started the year really poorly, but now as they've gotten more continuity, uh, as Source Gardner has grown more into his role, you know, alongside DJ Reed, alongside a defensive line that all of a sudden is kind of excellent. Uh, Quinn and Williams looking very much like a guy who was picked three overall. Still worry about their safeties. Uh, I don't think that's in a great spot, but I think this is going to be uh, a really defensive matchup and you know 39 and a half is a very low total but if wilson is out i'd still almost lean the under there the the broncos have been 
under Kings this season, uh, much to the chagrin of America uh, with the spectacles that they're putting up. But before we get into the NBA, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, on the NASCAR circuit, and in the Premier League. There is also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Steelers and Dolphins in our Sunday night seven contest. Uh, I will be watching that game closely on NBC, trying to cheer home my Tyree Kill Offensive Player of the Year ticket at 25 okay. to 1. Uh, we should talk about that later in the week because I don't understand why he has such longer odds than Jefferson Cup and Diggs when he's leading the league uh, in receiving yards and uh, has the best PFF grade of any wide receiver at the moment. We're, uh, we're going to talk about that game tomorrow. But uh, let's talk about some other marquee games, Blazers, Kings, and Magic Pistons. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with your game, which is uh, Blazers, Kings, which is uh, not going to be the most watched uh, TV show in America like Sunday Night Football. Uh, but Blazers, Kings, the line is two and a half. The total is 229. Who are you looking at here? Yeah, so this is uh, this is moving, uh, just FYI. Uh, we've seen some King support come in today, even though uh, a little bit concerned about player availability, uh, considering some of the reports this morning. That said, the Blazers give you a very clear indication of who they are in the preseason. They played a lot of their kind of meaningful rotations that you expect in the regular season in the preseason to try to get them some continuity, some, some chemistry, some uh, you know feeling good. It was not good. It was an extremely unimpressive preseason out of the Blazers. And I think now coming into a Kings team who put their foot on, you know, put their chips on the table in the preseason as well uh, and are playing with a very motivated, uh, you know, vision right now under Mike Brown, um, they are going to give you everything that they've got offensively, especially. And I think that the Blazers, in particular, their second unit has weaknesses that uh, will help the Kings get a little bit of separation in this game. They're going to be able to put away a home win. I make this one three and a half, and I think uh, they're still a fair play, even though the market is moving. There you go. Yeah, it's a concern if you're a Blazers fan or Blazers futures back at the fact that they are two and a half point dogs to the Kings uh, on night one without too many injury concerns. And I think that this the Blazers, who I definitely skew towards the negative side and their overall outlook, is that if Damian Lillard is not a top 10 player, then this is like a 35-win team. Because if he's closer to the 20th best player in the league than the 10th best, which I think is probably uh, likely, then they're in trouble. Because uh, offensively, if they're not a top five offense, then they're not going anywhere. Because that defense, I don't think, has any real path to being a, a top 10, 15 unit. Uh, they don't have any tall human beings on the roster outside of Yusuf Nurkic. Mm -hmm. uh, they, there is some sort of contractual obligation that they need to play two small guards at all time and build their team around that because you get rid of the CJ McCollum-Dame problem and now you accentuate it by having Anthony Simons, who's an even worse defensive player than CJ McCollum. Uh, and the team just doesn't seem to make sense. The Jeremy Grant trade just seems to kind of keep them in this purgatory of fighting for the play-in and then you know, probably losing to a team like the Pelicans or the Mavericks and not even being particularly close. So, yeah, I'm with you on the Kings. I have a lot of Kings to make the play-in. Uh, nice. Because I just think that the bottom four teams in the West have, like, no chance whatsoever of getting into the play-in mix between uh, Houston, OKC, Utah, and San Antonio. And I think the Kings yeah. are worse than the 10 teams above them. Yeah. But you just need an injury to... 
Damian Lillard or yeah. LeBron James or whoever, yeah. and then all yeah. of a sudden they vault up. And if there's like- if there's one perceived bad team that has zero incentive to tank because, and they've told you it is the Kings. Like they literally are like our goal, our expectation this year is playoffs and they've defined playoffs as even play in. So, you know, like they are, they have their eyes on that 10 and they're, they are going for it. Um, You laughed at me when I told you this, but I asked you if Mike Brown coach of the year, 81 was a bet. Like what, what seed do the Kings have to get? in the playoffs for Mike I, Brown to be the coach of the year. Just look at what happened to JB Bickerstaff last okay. year, who had, they had an even, I think Cleveland's win total was 26 and a half True. last year. So meaningfully lower uh, than Sacramento. And even when it looked like they were going to get a five or six seed, Bickerstaff was still drawing dead uh, for coach of the year. So I just think that like the history is, is that it either, it goes to a team that makes like a 20 win improvement so yeah, if the Kings get to fifty wins, then sure, then then he wins. <laughs> okay, that's, okay, I, think, okay. I think that they would have to be like a five seed, and uh, okay. I don't see any path, unfortunately, okay. for them, unless Keegan Murray is LeBron James from day one. <laughs> uh, someone who might be LeBron James from day one. Our man Paolo Bancaro. That's where I'm going. Uh, with Magic now, it's into plus three against the Pistons. It was three and a half. Yesterday, plus three is still a bet for me. I think this line should be Pistons minus one, uh, even skewing towards pick. I just don't believe in the Pistons at all. Uh, Long-term outlook, fine. But right now, I I don't think Jaden Ivey helps winning. Uh, Not many rookies do. I think Cade Cunningham's uh, projected rise to stardom immediately is a little bit overblown, though obviously he has an immense ceiling. I just don't think that the rest of this team makes a lot of sense. And there's the magic. Uh, I just think there's a lot of talent on this team, and I think they have the scope to be, you know, in the play-in mix this year. I think the Paolo uh, is probably going to be the rookie who contributes most to winning uh, from day one. I think our man Franz Wagner is going to be fringe all-star. Might be a little bit optimistic, but I think fringe fringe all-star Wendell Carter, who no one knows about or watches because no one has watched Bulls or Magic games in a long time. Uh, at least when he was on the Bulls, uh, he is quietly also in that mix with Franz Wagner. Uh, I wish there was some Gary Harris and Markel Fultz. There's not going to be. Suggs will play. Uh, I just think the Magic are a better team than the Pistons. Uh, I, I think they're a couple points better on neutral, uh, and so I would make this line closer to minus one. Are you with me on the Magic? Yeah, 100%. Uh, magic money line is in my my accounts. Uh, I can't. I kind of can't believe it's plus 136. Uh, the yeah. Magic looked good in the preseason, I thought. Detroit looked bad. Um, Detroit may be bad. <laughs> like, And, you know, again, both of these teams, not really much incentive to tank because you had the one, number one pick the last two years. You need to start showing some improvement. Like, you can't necessarily tack for uh, the number one pick this year. So uh, between these two, I have a lot higher confidence that the Magic are going to exceed expectations, and I think that starts in uh, in week one. But uh, before we kind of wrap up NBA thoughts, I got to ask you the marquee game of the night in my mind. It's Nets-Pelicans. You got to lean either way there? Uh, I mean, I'd skew Pelicans. Uh, I just think that the Nets, particularly in the early going, uh, I, I mean, they, they just haven't played together. Ben Simmons is his first NBA game in what, like 18 months? Uh, I just think it's going to be a little bit rusty, a little bit awkward. Uh, I think the Pelicans are more likely to to hit the ground running, even though that we haven't seen that much from Zion. But I mean, this is fun because th- yeah. I think arguably these are the two highest variance teams in the NBA where I could see the Pelicans being a top three seed in the West. I yeah. could also see them falling into the play-in. I could see the Nets winning the title. 
could also see them missing the playoffs <laughs> entirely uh, if true. it all goes this south all true. Uh, with the chemistry and, and Durant gets traded. So I think, look, it's night one, so we're not going to learn a lot, but it's going to be fun watching both of these teams play. Do you have a, do you have a lean uh, on the line? I lean nets, but I'm, I, you know, some of that is, uh, yeah, some of that is just overall optimism that the nets are going to be a lot scarier than people realize. There were some flashes specifically in the game where the nets play. I, there was one preseason game basically where I watched pretty closely and I was like, oh, the nets might be in better form than people realize. Yeah. Uh, and so that's maybe that's the, that's in the back of my head and it's going to be in the back of my head all October, November. Yeah, I mean, three, it feels, it definitely feels light minus three, but at the same time, I think that's just baking in Simmons not being, you know, defensive player of the year, runner-up Ben Simmons from night one. I think that it's, even though I'm a little bit probably colder than consensus on the Nets and a little bit warmer on the Pelicans, I'd say if these teams play in three months at full health, the line would probably be more like four, four and a half Nets, but... Uh, it does feel a little bit light. It's just uh, there's too much unknown for me to be super confident either way. But we'll definitely hit on that game tomorrow. We're also going to talk about Offensive Player of the Year, Handicap, uh, a magnificent Thursday night game again, Cardinals-Saints, which uh, looked a little bit better three weeks ago, but still a lot to unpack there. Uh, but for now, we are done. So don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us from Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick. We'll be back tomorrow. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.